Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Shrink Think Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We always appreciate having you guys around to be inside of our brains <laughs> as we cogitate and oh my fulminate word. about various subjects. <laughs> Something else with an eight. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, we're excited to be here. We. <laughs> it's funny, I'm kind of using these big words because today we want to talk about Kind of the the dynamic, uh, the difference maybe between self help and therapy, because I know there are a lot of you out there probably listening to this that are like, "Wow, this is really interesting stuff." You know, it's like behind the curtains stuff that nobody ever talks about. Uh, you know, insights from therapists. I don't go to therapy, but I know other people that do, and it's just really fascinating. And so we we want to speak to you, um, people that uh, maybe are involved in a lot of self-help, and I know I'm certainly one of those as a therapist. I love self-help kinds of things. We're doing it right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where, where are you helping? We are other. Anyway, um, it's <laughs> self-help if you're listening and we're providing the help. So what we want to talk about is, you know, for, for all of you who are self-help gurus, you read books, you listen to podcasts, you listen to audiobooks. You go to workshops and conferences, and you take friends with you. And there's all kinds. Oh my word! There's all kinds of things that you do. You know, you, you get the referral codes and the discounts. Um, maybe even you have some swag from the the self help workshop. You might have just narrowed us down to three people. <laughs> yes, John, I see you. <laughs> Whoever you are, over in Oklahoma. Holy <laughs> man! Probably actually, not Oklahoma. Actually, we have some listeners in India, so. Uh, maybe it's somebody over there. Or in Japan. Yes, in Japan. We have Japan listeners as well. Well, thank you. Um, but you're you're involved in all this stuff. That's that's great. I, and in fact, I love that. Again, I, I support it. It's um, an important tool for a lot of people. And especially with the invention of the Internet several years ago now, um, there's all <laughs> kinds of... <laughs> it's a few years ago. It just happened. <laughs> um if you've not heard about it, we'll put a link in the <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes to the internet. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what we're saying here is there's all kinds of good stuff out there. And it's not bad, but it's not therapy. And some of you might be thinking, why, if I have all these great resources out there that are helping me, why would I want to go to therapy? What's the point of that? And how would I even know if that is for me? So in a sense, we're not really pointing toward therapy. We want to speak more to the self-help side of things. We don't want to tear it down. We don't want to take away anything from it. But we do want to describe its limitations because it can only do what it claims to do. And it can't do anything more. And so we want to highlight what those things are. There is a, you know, I'm going to give one plug here. Um, there's a book, it's older now, called Waking the Tiger by Peter Levine. I, so Aaron and I work a lot with trauma. And that particular book is probably the only book out there that you actually could take and use its exercises to actually get you through some trauma. However, even inside that book, 
he gives all this criteria for this is when you don't try to do this. This is if this is how you need to meet with a therapist. You can't do this on your own type of a thing. Self-help in brief is really the psychoeducational realm of the whole therapy movement that's going on. It's like where all of us out there put ideas and we've learned stuff and like as therapists and we're like, hey, you know what? This is actually important. Everybody should know this. I'm going to write this and put this out there for everyone. So just for those of you who aren't in the psychology world, psychoeducation is basically just teachings for your mind, things for you to know and learn. And so there are all kinds of, like you said, books and there can be trainings out there. Um, even, you know, workshops that walk you, like online virtual sorts of classes that you can take that are psychoeducational. They teach you certain principles, give you these exercises for you to try on your own at home, um, sitting on a, uh, a rug on the floor. Um, and <laughs> Sitting on a rug <laughs> on a floor. Yeah, sure, all <laughs> kinds of exercises. Um, and they can be certainly beneficial, but they do have limitations. What would you say those limitations are? They're not about you. Like, ultimately, they're generalized. Everything that's going on out there is generalized. And so some of you might, uh, for example, anybody that's read anything that's self-help would know that you have to figure out a way that this applies to you. So, And what your mind will naturally do when you're reading or encountering any new information is it will do that. It will try to figure out how that applies. The stuff that, that you can't figure out how it applies, you will just simply not remember. It's just gone. doesn't matter. Uh, there's some really, you know, percentage-wise, there's some of you out there, probably the five percenters of intelligence, like Super IQ. You're going to remember it. You'll remember all of it. You won't apply it all um, because you won't care. Yeah, I think there's another element of that, too, it, not just uh, remembering or caring, but I think in a lot of ways, the some of the limitation of self-help, self-help is that you don't necessarily know yourself the way you think you know yourself. I would even say, I don't know myself, Nathan, the way you know me. Because the correct way. <laughs> right. Yes, you are correct. Good job. And remember, it works both ways here, buddy. No, not in this case. But I understand. <laughs> right. It could in other situations. <laughs> With everybody else. Um, yes, you are special. <laughs> Your mom was right. <laughs> um, but you can see me in a way that I can't see myself. And that's that's why therapy is so wonderful, is that you can see things about me and see into me in ways that I can think I know myself or I can think that I know what I need, but you're going to see it so much more clearly because it's outside of me. You're much more objective about me than I am. And honestly, I've got a vested interest in protecting myself or in defending myself. Even as I'm trying to grow, if I'm, if I'm reading some sort of a self-help book or, or doing some sort of exercise, I can tell myself, I really want to grow. I want to change this thing about myself or... I want to be healthier. Yeah, that's great. There still is a limit somewhere inside myself. There's fear or there's discomfort or there's just as, you know, resistance. Like I don't want to see myself a certain way or I don't think I'm that bad with something. And you might look across from me and be like, yeah, you are actually. So I can deceive myself. And so, um, you know, I mentioned uh, reluctance and resistance. We just recorded an episode on that. So you can go back and listen to that. It's got a lot of information on kind of what that might be about and what to do about that. But that's a very normal element of when you're doing something with yourself for yourself, you're going to run into those obstacles within yourself that are your own self limitations. That's why you need help from somebody else. Yeah. One of the ways that it's easy to kind of know that is if you, 
you end up um, going out studying, you know, you're looking, you're interested. Oh, that's interesting on ADHD or, oh, this is, you know, this is an interesting perspective on like codependency or whatever happens to run around and you're reading it and, um, and you do start doing things different. You try some things and you notice some things different. People might even say like, well, you know, that's pretty cool. And you're like, yeah, I read this book and I learned this, this, and this. Um, you also may be known by your community of friends as the person who always has the latest fad that's going on, right. like whatever it happens to be like, but they know like, Oh, they're doing that again. Okay. So it's so, not the latest style of shoe or the newest accessory. It's like, I've got this new methodology that I'm using for my thinking. Maybe they call you buzzword Bobby, <laughs> like, cause it's, or trendy Tammy. You know? <laughs> Maybe Nathan calls you that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but what, you know, in therapy, I actually use like self-help related book stuff all the time. And the point is, if it's not, it may not be worth it to spend our time, like you're paying whatever you're paying an hour to learn that thing from me when you can pay $6 and read a book. And then we can take that information and figure out how to apply that to your life. Yeah. So that's where I love, that's a great example because you're, you're kind of bridging the gap between the limitation of a self-help tool, like a book, for example, and then you're bringing it in and bringing it into the context of the therapeutic relationship and saying, okay, this is a great tool for what it does, but here's how we apply it to you. Here's maybe where you get stuck with it, or maybe here's something you need to focus on particularly because this is an area that you've really struggled in, in your life. Or maybe it's like, wow, you have no um, clarity on something about yourself on how to do this. I, I've worked with several people where I'll bring in a tool like that and they'll get to a certain section that's talking about something and they'll say, I just have no idea what this even means. You know, if it's like a boundary or if it's assertiveness or something, it's like, I don't even, I mean, I understand what the idea is, but I have never had anything like that in my life. I've never been that way. I've no, not known of anybody like that. So I have no concept of what that means to me. And that's helpful because we've just kind of encountered either an obstacle or like a blank slate in them that we need to start building out some framework. It's like we need to hit the drawing board and start sketching out blueprints for what this looks like and then building structures and practicing and getting experiences you wouldn't necessarily know that in yourself on your own. Yeah. And you know what? Self-help does help. I mean, it, it does help. And so, I mean, there's folks out there, personality type, actually probably a lot more like myself looking at like we, I'm a very insight based person. So if I feel like I'm learning something and I can get some insight on myself, it really catapults, it gives me the ability to change, to kind of own it and go like, wow, I really do do that. And so I would expect that a lot of you have gotten a lot of help from this and have been different. I think there's another side to this, though, and give me a minute to get there. But I've got an old buddy who like he would and I've said this in a previous podcast way earlier in the days when we first started this. You get a bachelor's degree and you think you know everything, get a master's degree and then you feel like you don't know anything and get a doctorate and then realize no one knows anything. And that's really true in the land of self-help as a therapist. You know, somebody will come in and they'll say, oh, I've read this book. I've read it. Like, I've been doing this for like 18 years. And, and I hear that and go like, well, yeah, what they're saying does apply to this. I mean, you kind of start to look at like this person's about 60% of that is opinion. I don't know how much of that actually helps you. 
Like, what are you taking out of it? So it's not that I'm being critical of the person who wrote the book. It's more like we have an expert opinion as therapists on this entire issue. We know probably why the person did write the book, because there is a large hole in the general education of folks that are out there. And so, yeah, that makes sense. But we also know you. So we can take that and help it apply to you um, of what actually probably needs to be integrated and pulled out from that. And also the things, quite frankly, that you might not actually know yourself. What I mean by that is you might not think they're valuable. And we might say something like, didn't the author talk about X, Y, Z? And you're like, well, yeah, anyways. Well, um, that's actually kind of an interesting spot for you, though, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it, though? (laughs) Yeah, let me just jump in and say it's not that it's not that people think that that thing itself is not valuable. This is the limitation with our own selves. It's that we think, yeah, it is valuable for other people. I don't need it. Right. That doesn't apply to me. Or I think I'm pretty decent with that. And so I think what you're getting at a little bit is like sometimes we can deceive ourselves. We can think that. We know something and actually we don't really know it. We don't really know it as we need to know it deeper down or we just have a cursory understanding of it and we can, you know, intellectualize it. But it really does not apply to us in the ways that the book is saying that it needs to apply personally. Right. And I would say, too, that if you are a regular person that that kind of this does apply to, meaning like um, I know some people that would never want to call themselves a self-help person. They just but they do like to read you know, about whatever it happens to be, whatever the issue is that's going on. And it's just kind of, they're just psychologically interested, you know, curious about stuff. And I would say to you, um, that's great. And therapy is like that kind of on steroids. I mean, you are able to really connect some dots a lot, a lot more quickly. Yeah. Let me kind of give that a little bit of, um, a little bit of skin. So some people will come in. Let's just kind of keep it with, with this idea. Um, Trendy Tammy is coming in, and, <laughs> and she is saying, uh, you know, I've read this self-help book, and um, I got a lot out of it, and, and there's a couple more things that I just need help with. Some of my friends go to therapy, and so I thought I'd come in, and, um, and on their intake paperwork, I have a question that says, how long do you think therapy should last? And they've described some of the nature of their issues or the patterns in their life, and they're like, you know, five to six sessions or like two to three months or something. And I'm thinking, okay, so you're really just imagining you're going to get a couple of tools, send you on your way. And then like, bada boom, bada bing, you know, it's like Home Depot, you just pick up your tools and go home. And all of a sudden, you can, you know, build a deck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's because that's how it works. Instead, what it really looks like is people can come in and ask for coping skills. But the deal is, I don't really know you that well. I don't, I don't know how you do things. I can say, you know, here's a tool, and you go home, and you're like, it didn't work. And I'm like, mm, I know that this tool works. I, why didn't it work for you? Maybe it's the wrong tool for you. Maybe you're using it wrong. So we have to kind of explore that stuff, which is already highlighting the difference between a self-help situation and therapy, is because we're getting much more personal and deeper into who you are and how you operate than self-help does. I mean, it can do that to a degree, but I'm really digging into like, okay, what happened when you took this home and you tried to do this, you know, you did this and this and this. Okay, does that happen in other areas of your life? Has it happened a lot in your life? Is that a pattern? I'm trying to get to know who you are and how you operate, and that takes some time, a lot more time than, uh, you know, reading through a self-help book in an afternoon or over a weekend can really accomplish. 
Right. But uh, like we were saying, I mean, you know, it is it is healthy to go out there and get educated, you know, begin to understand what's going on with yourself. Because one one thing that does for us in the therapeutic room is you are really a lot more able to explain yourself and it will speed up your process. And the better that we kind of know stuff kind of right off the get or mean like right off the start, um, the better we can kind of give you some feedback based on what you're saying of like, okay, well, you know, typically that process takes X, Y, Z, like this much time. Um, and then you might be like, oh, well, I thought that that was more like three or four sessions. Like, well, I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, but change is a lot more complicated than that. But I would just add, I love that you said that because it's kind of bringing it full circle. We didn't want to bash self-help at all because it's a, it's a great tool. And so bringing that back full circle here, I guess what I want to say is, it can till the soil and help you accomplish a lot of like low hanging fruit sorts of things. And even to some degree, maybe some um, higher up fruit that's hanging that, you know, you can reach for and and make some progress with. It can give you a lot of great tools. It can shore up some things that needed to be shore up. It can give you some language and some framework to think and explain things in therapy that can be very beneficial for speeding up that process or clarifying something that's fantastic, and that that has a tremendous value. So, in a sense, that self help stuff, that self help stuff, can really speed things up and accomplish a lot, and save you a lot of time and money in therapy by doing that on your own. Um, but then it can really prime you if you want that. It can really prime you for okay, I've done all this work. I've kind of taken it as far as it can go. Let's take this the rest of the way, therapist. You know, one of the things that is true that that entire genre has actually done is legitimized being able to be with another person and go through a process. Back in the day, we went over this in an episode, I think it was like back, it was back in the 20s, I want to say, as far as like the episodes go, not the 1920s. <laughs> the 2020s, maybe. We were so far ahead of our time. <laughs> World War II doing a podcast. <laughs> right. People are like, what is a podcast? <laughs> You'll find out. Just wait 80 years. Anyway, so actually it's more than that. But the idea is, is that it's created a space for us to have more of a conversation on a more of a regular basis. So, you know, it used to be that, man, earlier, the only people that went to therapy were for folks that were like, they had some real psychological trouble. They, you know, stuff that was going on, chemistry totally off, seeing things, hearing things, stuff that like, you know, on the average, it's really, it's a very much low percentage of people. And now it's got to the place where through, through this process of even the self-help book and like conferences, different things, has put to the place of like, hey, man, all people could actually use some some time and insight with other folks that are trained in doing this to kind of take them through a process and actually see if you can move to a change point, like actually set a goal. That's a little bit different than the self-help part because as therapists, we're kind of being held accountable to actually get a result with you. Right. And there's a lot of different ways that therapists can do that. And it doesn't mean that something is wrong with you or that you have any major issues. I mean, it really, I think for a lot of the self-help crowd, it really is, you know, there's something that's bothering me about myself or there's something I'd really like to be able to experience or accomplish. And I can't quite get there myself. So I need this other tool to get there. And, and in the same way, you know, you can come to therapy and continue that process. It doesn't have to mean that 
you've got some major, you know, issues, um, psychological issues or a brain chemistry that's so abnormal and out of whack from the general population. You know, for a lot of people, they come in and they're just really wanting to be able to communicate better or listen better or to be more assertive, um, to set better boundaries for themselves. Those are great things. And you can take the process that you've gone through with the self-help and continue that in therapy with the help of somebody who can see you, know you, and give you a little bit more clarity and guidance. Yeah. And one example of that as we close up is just that in the Portland area, you know, people are pretty, pretty into therapy. So there is not typically like an average thought if you say, oh, I'm going to counseling, I got to take, go do therapy or whatever. Um, People generally are going to be like, it's not, they're not even going to keep that conversation going. It'll be like, yeah, I had an orange juice today. Like it's a lot closer to that. Like, oh, okay. I like, I like cranberry juice or whatever. And then that's it. The one place though I would say that's kind of weird is uh, when you leave your job to go to therapy I bet what you say is I have a doctor appointment. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why we're the Shrink Thing podcast. Dr. Hawkins and Dr. Pochettes. We're not doctors. Not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we want to close up. And hopefully this episode has been really helpful to you to kind of know its place. Know everything's place. Everywhere uh, that needs to be for your life to be better. So have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 